It's back, it's back. The podcast is back. We've got so much goodness for you. Wow. Uh, Paul, hair. We got we got what's on the web with Paul. That's gonna be coming up in, in our in our C block. We're gonna have tons in Patreon. So it's a it's a regular show. Boatloads to talk about. I just I did the I did the fist in the hand. That was a little mm, lots to talk about. How are you doing today, Gimlet? Are you feeling your oats? Um Feeling my oats. Good. How are your oats feeling? <sighs> oh, see now. Kind of like, kind of like, you... really, kind of like, really, really stale and about five hundred days old. And you're not feeling your oats. Listen, if I ask you if you're feeling your oats, and you're like, I'm feeling my oats, and then I go, How are your oats feeling? You got to be like, They feel great. So, see, you got. <laughs> Here's how this works. If you if you're like if I'm if I go, are you feeling your oats? And you go, no. And I have then see you got your old your old oats and all that other stuff. So I'm gonna feel both of our oats. I'm gonna reach over. <laughs> I'm really not sure I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> I am feeling your oats. I am here to touch your oats, people. I'm in a pretty good mood. I'm in a pretty good. Uh, I got a pretty good head of steam. Uh, right now, so we got it. We're gonna jump in because here's that's gonna go. We're gonna go uh, A block newsy newsy, B block newsy newsy, C block what's on the web with Paul, and then our big old pounding pounding Patreon segment, which we always love. All right, so I think the big story you and I were talking a little bit before the show, our little our little pre-show crumble crunch. We're talking about the masks and the mask mandates, and I think that's going to cover it for for everything in in terms of this block. Because when when you talk about the mask mandates, you're also talking about the vaccine. You're also talking about the Delta variant. You're also talking about who's masking, who's not masking. Why do you wear a, a mask? It's the whole the insanity of the mask mandate. I am uh, I'm a little disheartened that it's that it's such it's still such an issue and i guess i I guess and you're probably here with me that it's such a okay so you you get the vaccine you you get the jab so now you're good to go but hold on you might still have it and not even know you have it and you'd give it to other people without even knowing you're doing it and you have to wear a mask even though the mask you're wearing does not work and doesn't stop it. I just, that's the part that just drives me crazy. There's there's like 82 levels of crazy with this. How are you doing with the mask mandate? Well, there's 82 levels of crazy because there's enough information about the Delta variant in the UK and Israel which are more similar to the United States in terms of vaccination rates and relative um, relative strength of the healthcare system, right? Most yeah. citizens have healthcare available, unlike in India, right? Um, yes. There's enough data available from both of those countries that our CDC should have looked at it and said, yeah, this probably isn't going to be that bad. This I mean, is... They're they're yeah. they're telling us that the, that this has the same infectiousness, right? And they call that the R naught, 
So that's how many people, if you're sick, you're going to infect. They're saying, it's as bad as the chicken pox. And I mean, that can be like 10 people. That's why you went to pox parties when you were little, right? Mm -hmm. And most of our listeners may not know what those are, but we all used to go to parties to get chicken pox when one kid in the neighborhood got them. So we all got them at the same time. Yeah. Um, And then everybody was done. It burns through. And then everybody's done. It burns through and then you're done. Right. So you look at the data from Israel and there are not, which they measure on a weekly basis, is 1.3. So every one person effect infects a third of another. Okay. Well, one and a third. Yeah. So that's a big difference. I don't know where they get their number from. I know where Israel gets their number from because they've had the most detailed dashboards in the world forever. Right? And so I'm looking at this, and then I'm looking at the UK number. They hit their peak about four days ago and have declined 33% in new cases. So you've got the CDC director coming out and just two more weeks. If everybody masks and gets the jab, we can be done. I'm like, you lying bitch. First, first, if I got the Johnson & Johnson jab today, it's not effective for 14 days. So for those well, 14 days, I can still catch COVID. You hit <laughs> on it. You, said, you hit on it when you said you lying bitch. Like I'm telling yeah. you, just as Joe Schmo, just as Joe Schmo, I don't trust any of these sons of bitches. No, I really don't. I, you know who I, you know who I would trust way more. Who? I would trust my grandmother. I would trust my mom. I would trust uh-huh. any parent, any parent on my block that I grew up with. That sent me to a freaking chicken pox party. Like yep. that in, in a nutshell is what like Sweden did. Sweden's like, here it comes. We're not going to tell you guys the lockdown. You might want to be cool. You might want to try to maintain social distance, but we're not going to make you wear a mask. We're not going to make you do this. Just try to listen. It's there's a there's like a really, really bad thing out there. Just stay away from people as much as you can. Just be smart about it. If you're not feeling well, stay home. Wash your hands. That's it. That is it. That's all you can do. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. A lot of this crap, uh, the the flu, blah, 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 blah. They happen in nature. It just happens. The plague just happened. It's horrible. But it. this one's worse because this came from the Wuhan lab. But all of this absolute phony baloney absolute bs oh put a mask on even if you've been vaxxed and lockdowns it is it's it's beyond boring now it's 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 becoming infuriating like really infuriating look at what's going on in sweden they've had zero deaths or one death for like two months yes like it, it it Here's the thing that everybody is just going to have to wrap their brain around. COVID-19 is going endemic, no matter what the variant is, okay? It's going endemic. I don't know what endemic means. I don't know what endemic means. That means just like the flu, we're going to experience it every year. It's going to keep mutating. If you go look at the CDC page for the flu, it mutates all the time, and you never hear about it. 
Well, that's why I never got the flu shot. Like people, well, they I don't have think to make, they have to make a new one every year, depending on what they think is coming. Sometimes they get it right and it works about 60% of the time. And sometimes they get it wrong and it's like 4%. Yeah. Like just for our listeners, most of the flus originate in Asia. When we get, mm-hmm. when we get the flu, when we get the flu here in America, when all the kids go back to school, you know, and the things start getting, you know, cooler and the, the air and it's usually around September, mm-hmm. there has been a flu that has come out of Asia. And they have kind of an idea. They look around Asia and they go, well, there's this one, there's that one, there's this one, there's that one. We think that these might be the ones that really catch on and go. And and that's the thing that always really struck me as odd. This is this became very interesting all of a sudden. Normal, our, our show is always very interesting. So I, I wonder how long the flu shot's been going on. But it always seemed completely ridiculous to me that they have a they have a the, the flu air quote vaccine that they offer for free every year get the vaccine and it's it's really a it's a it's a shot in the it's dark a, it's well, like it, you go into a room and you have a dart and you can see a dartboard across the room and then somebody turns out all the lights and you're supposed to throw the dart and hit the bullseye and that's that's the flu vaccine. And it's just and it, go ahead. I won't call them a vaccine. They're a flu shot. <laughs> and we right. now have a COVID shot because this yeah. is a leaky vaccine, too. And if you look at the data from Israel, people who were vaccinated in February and again, Israel keeps meticulous data and they don't lie to their people. That's why yeah. I really like them. OK, if you yes. look at the people that were vaxxed in February, it is now 16% effective in preventing symptomatic illness. <laughs> it's, I, I just. February. <laughs> it's, it's, I, 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 I hate, I get, I get so mad because I say it's crazy. It's crazy a lot. But we were talking about this last week uh, a little bit. And and it's uh, like, have they stopped working on treatments? Have they like they what? act like they act like if you don't get the vaccine, you're the most selfish son of a bitch that's ever walked the face of the well, earth. You're gonna if die. You're not ready to mask up. You're the most selfish son of a bitch on the face of the earth. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Because if you get the Delta variant, if you get the blah blah blah, you're killing people it's like hey whoa it's not a death sentence and they're still working on treatments like i'm not gonna go ahead if if you look at the curve in the uk they peaked uh deaths didn't like the curves between the first wave and the second wave look completely different they've had like a seven or a three percent increase in deaths when they had a i don't know 340 percent increase in cases even now, you're seeing only the worst of the worst. You're seeing if there's a conservative who was openly anti-vax, their death will be in the news. Yeah. Right? Um, and that's yeah. about it. If you were known, and there was the, the African-American young man in Southern California who was probably in his mid-30s. He didn't want to take the vaccine, and he ended up passing away. They didn't tell you, did he have sickle cell anemia? Because that's going to make this worse. Did he have diabetes? I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that could have been wrong with him that made that happen. Yes. 
Well, that's that's a that'd be a great you know thing to know. I mean, did that guy have diabetes or sickle cell, or did he have any underlying issues? That was so gross. That was so gross. Well, and the picture like, they I, used, the picture these, they used on the front, it was just like, why are you doing this to scare people? Oh, to scare I know. people. That's it. And that's what I the mask to. is. I wrote a wonderful piece, Gimlet, at theloftestparty.com. And this is why they want everybody to mask up again. And it's, it goes back to the, to the New England Journal of Medicine when they first evaluated masks. And never forget, everybody, how they freaking flip-flopped when COVID, when the Wuhan first popped out. They're like, don't buy masks. We don't buy those masks. Masks don't work. And then they go, that's because we wanted the masks. And they flip-flopped on this a million times. But the, listen, those masks, those paper masks that you get at 7-Eleven, that's not doing anything, you guys. It's not doing anything. And the New England Journal of Medicine said it way, way back when this whole thing started. It's a visual reminder to stay socially distant. That's all. It's fear. It reminds you to be afraid. That's it. Well, what? I just, everything you ever learned, if you've ever done healthcare, about public health and how you communicate things, your goal is always to reduce panic. It's always to reduce fear. Right. Every once in a while, you're going to have a patient where there's no options left and you and the doctor are going to have to communicate that to that person and that person's family. However, until that point, you are never taking away hope. You are never injecting fear because that actually makes people sicker. (laughs) Like your mental state has a ton to do with how healthy you are. This and and so you realize that, and so I would have to think that the powers that be realize that as well. And there's a certain amount of just these the the morons who are in charge right now, the morons who are running almost everything. It's 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 bad. So I found the one non-moron. Well, hopefully you're on the show with the one non-moron. But, like, they have to know this. The men in our leaders. Well, I wouldn't call myself your leader. I, I'd like to think well, that I'm an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They know this. And it's like, the more... It's like it's like Princess Leia when she said to Darth Vader... Or, or no, she sent it to, she said it to uh, Peter Cushing, Grand Moff Tarkin. She said... That the, the more you tighten your grip, the more systems will slip through your fingers. And the more they use fear and bribes to try to sell this vaccine that evidently don't work, the more people that aren't vaccinated are going to dig in and go, what is up with this? Like, why? 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 If it worked, you wouldn't have to sell it. You just make it available. Why are they pushing this thing so hard when the rate of death is so small? It just, well, it's, it reeks of like some kind of trap. 
Sorry, not. I can understand we, why people aren't getting vaccinated. We have a confounding variable. Okay, so when you're looking at any situation, you have to take all of the all of the elements into consideration. Yeah. They're all assuming at this point. First, Delta was India's first wave. So that was going to take all the truly sick and vulnerable one way or the other. Right? Yeah. We yeah. know they got a lot of old people, a lot of poor people, a lot of unhealthy people. It, that was just going to happen. People. That was their first wave. We've had two waves. The UK has had two waves. Israel has had two waves. So do we really, like, is vaccination really the reason this is less deadly? Or is this like every other virus that becomes more transmissible, especially every other coronavirus, human coronavirus, they cause the common cold. They become more transmissible and less deadly. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know. That's... They don't know which one it is right now. Because they tried it's... to vaccinate their way out of it. I'm I'm really like. <laughs> I, I've had this idea. We've talked about it before. I really want to do the random people party, just the total random people party where how many people do we need? How many how many congressmen and senators and people in positions of power do we need to replace? Just I, I random people would do a better job, would do a, a far better job at running this country than morons. Uh, like 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 Biden and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and and Fauci. Seriously, you give me give me the manager of the frickin' Jiffy Lube in Whitehall, Ohio, and I I want that dude in charge of the CDC. I'm not even kidding you. A fresh well, pair of eyes who can just look at the data and go, okay, here's what it is. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay, we're going to take our, our, our first break here. And we're coming back probably some more on this stuff. But here's what you got to look forward to. We got to talk about the Olympics. We got to talk about Simone Biles. We got to talk about all of it. And and um, my, my good time not watching. And this whole, the January 6th and, and that. There's so much to talk about. So come on back. Take a break. We'll be right back. As a small business owner, you deserve more. More confidence, more connectivity, more of the tools that help your business thrive. And at Cox Business, you can expect more from us. We don't just have sales reps. We have perfect plan identifiers. People who will work with you to make sure your business gets everything it needs and nothing that it doesn't. Your business deserves more, and that's why you can expect more from Cox Business. Call 800-526-8572 to switch today. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. 
you will be eligible for full tuition merit-based scholarships and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Wasn't that just the best break ever? Sometimes it feels like we really nail it. <laughs> okay, Gimlet had something you wanted to say about uh, HHS or about uh, the, yeah. the treatments? Yeah, basically health, health and Human Services is the big agency. The CDC and the NIH, so Dr. Walensky and Dr. Fauci, both report in to the Secretary of Health and Human Services, right? Yeah. The the Health and Human Services Department has a website called Combat COVID. So if you type that into your browser search, it will come up. And it talks okay. about treatments. I don't know if you remember, but President Trump took Regeneron, which are monoclonal antibodies. Those are still available and they have formulations that work against Delta. So Dr. Levine, the crazy transgender person that is the assistant secretary, is doing this huge communication campaign that their two underlings are completely ignoring, along with all the other stupid TV doctors. She's saying this doesn't have to be deadly. This doesn't have to be. She's giving all the right messages I was talking about before, how you calm people down and reduce anxiety and fear. And nobody else is talking about it. They have resources on there. They have resources on there for people with long haul COVID. They have, you can sign up to be part of clinical trials. You get the guidelines for being able to receive monoclonal antibodies in there. Almost anyone who has any risk factor at this point. It's almost like they want people to stay afraid. It's it's right. just frustrating. I don't know why Xavier Becerra, he is the Secretary of Health and Human Services, doesn't grab Dr. Fauci by the tie knot and grab Walensky by her hair and say, start talking about this. Because they want people to be afraid. That I mean, can but be why, would they, why would they be doing this push and this communication push if that's not the official line of the agency? Do you know what well, I mean? There is the idiot factor in in there as well. I mean, we're being led by idiots. First, you've got idiots in charge. And the most confident idiot, the, the most confident idiot is the one everyone's listening to. That, that Audacious midget. We have, yeah, we have, we've got confident morons in charge. <laughs> well, I mean, I just... It, it, this Dr. Walensky just needs to be fired. Do you remember, like, I don't know, in February, I have I have a I have a sense of impending doom, and then nothing happened. Like, why is anyone listening to this woman anymore? Do you know what they based their whole recommendation on? Bear week in Provincetown. Bear week? Yes. What's bear week in Provincetown? This sounds dirty. I don't know how dirty it is. I just know that it's an annual event in the summer in Provincetown. 
So Mary Catherine Ham, after this came out, about what they based this whole recommendation on, right? Oh, looks like the CDC wasn't the first to blow their load in Provincetown. I'm like, I love you. That is so funny. Yeah, Bear Week. Isn't that a gay thing? Bears? I haven't looked up what the actual festival is, but they have like the town that it, the town that they based it on is like seventy three percent vaccinated, and bunch of people like six or seven people who got COVID were already vaccinated. One who was unvaccinated did, and they all had the same viral load, and they were all symptomatic or something stupid. And it's like you're gonna tell the whole country to wear masks. Because of something that happened in Provincetown, when you know people are swapping spit and a whole lot of other stuff all the time up there. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I, I had to look it up. I had to look it up. I was listening to you and, and, and Bear Week, Bear Week in Provincetown, which just, that just is hilarious to me. Just, <laughs> just that <laughs> sentence. It's Bear Week in Provincetown. Yes, it's exactly what you think. Uh, it's a a it's the largest gathering of bears in the world, and I like how they don't even put bears in quotes. But yeah, that's a that's a gay thing for like big hairy dudes. So uh-huh. they're in the, I guess in the in the gay community, these dudes are definitely in this picture. I'm I'm guessing uh, they're that's man on man bear love right there. So that's great. So that's great. So someone here's what it sounds like to me. Uh, someone with a medical background who is also gay goes to, goes to Bear Week in Provincetown. It's Bear Week in Provincetown. They go there and they're like, I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to write this off. I have spent a fortune. (laughs) My bar tab is huge. I've spent so much money on a whole new, uh, harness look. I got all these new leather caps. I got, I got, I got a hotel bill. I got to do some research here. Okay, here we go. I got some data. I got some data on the Wuhan. They literally made this recommendation on a rejected study from India and what happened during Bear Week. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. But you're supposed to listen to these people. (laughs) It's... I was I remember being blown away by the guy who's in charge of the World Health Organization. The guy who's in charge of the World Health Organization who isn't even a doctor. Yeah. And, and he spends his time running around the world uh cashing checks from China and he's out hitting gay clubs. There was a there was a hilarious there was a hilarious video of him. He's at some gay nightclub. He's all like, you know, I think he's wearing a half shirt and he's like, he's the old guy at the club and he's getting a drink and just like looking around and you're like, is this Saturday Night Live? And it was real. It was the guy who runs the freaking World Health Organization. He's out like desperately looking for some young buck to hook up with. Do you have any idea how fast he'd be killed in his own country for that? That is, yeah, that is, uh, yeah. whoo, but it was like, okay, yeah, when I'm not, when I'm not making whatever, I mean, the guy's allowed to do it. The guy, if he, if he wants to go out and hook up with dudes, absolutely go do it. But for the love of, I mean, can we have a doctor in charge? 
of the World Health Organization? Would that would that be too much to ask? Okay, that was uh, Bear Week in Provincetown. It's Bear Week in Provincetown. I don't know why that but makes me laugh so just, much. Just going to repeat this. If you or a loved one becomes ill with COVID and you are high risk, go to the website Combat COVID. It's run by the HHS, and you can get the information you need there about how to get monoclonal antibodies they need to get be given in the first 10 days of illness. So go there. That is, uh, yeah, that's first 10 day. I'm writing it down. I'm writing that down. Combat COVID, uh, first 10 days uh, of illness, blah, blah, blah. Okay. President Trump got them. Dr. Drew got them. There's all kinds of testimonial videos on there of people who had them and recovered. Just... They're real. They're effective. The NIH gives them an A rating as a treatment, and Dr. Fauci never mentions them. Yeah, I'm. Here's the thing, and it's like I'm really conflicted about this, like about giving these people so much freaking attention and timing. Ugh. And I, well, I'm at the I, point. I'm at the point where I'm just like, we got to move on, you guys. We got to move on. Everyone is living like this. Everyone is going to get COVID. Everyone. Well, (laughs) I just got the vaccine. You didn't get a vaccine. You got a lifetime subscription. Kind of like that thing you used to do in the mail with CDs. Yeah. Where you buy 12 for a dollar or 12 for a Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Columbia House. Yes. Yes. That's what it was. I remember, did you ever do that? Did you ever do Columbia? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. I, I like, I <laughs> fought that instinct so hard. And then I was, I was dating this girl. <laughs> and she, she put me over the top. She's like, everybody rips them off. She was like, you know, the angel and the devil on your shoulder. She was totally the devil on my shoulder. She's like, dude. Everybody rips them off. They know they're going to get ripped off. They know it. They're encouraging it. That they want you to. And man, (laughs) I went on a field trip with Columbia House. I got my money's worth out of that. My my entire teen music collection was Columbia House and mixtapes. Right? And... (laughs) Columbia House was so awesome because you would get stuff that you would never, ever buy. You're like, yeah, send me this. Send me that. Send me this. What a great. What a great. (laughs) That's the vaccine, though. It's a lifetime subscription. I guess so. just going to keep telling you you need another one. I would, I, I would definitely. That's that's how they should sell it, like Columbia House. They should literally, they should literally, like, hey, get the vaccine, and we're gonna send you some classic rock albums every month with your new shot. That seriously, I think that would do better than hey, here's a free donut, or hey, here's a free cheeseburger. It's like now for the rest of your life, you get to order. Three, like, alt song. Like, what do you like? Do you like uh, jazz, rhythm, and blues? That would be hilarious. Okay, I have to to give some time. I have to give some energy to the Olympics and to the uh, January 6th commission. This is what I find troubling. 
the January, the, the, the whole commission, that whole thing was just an absolute farce, an absolute farce. And all the crying. Oh, my God. Love. Adam Schiff. I just laughed. Adam Schiff. And, and, and what's that other guy's Kitzinger? Kitzinger, yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. And the cops. The cops. This you is know like, what? That one cop, I want the video. There were There's 14,000 hours of video. I want video of people doing to you what you said they did because I do not believe anybody used that language with you. No. Nope. I do not. I nope. do not believe it. Uh, yeah, I found that hard to believe. And then, like, I had to, like, take a step back. I was in New York, and I was watching it as it happened. And, like, the the, the I think the guy's name was Gonzalez, uh, the first cop who testified. And he was, he, he was choking up. And he, he described, he described, <laughs> it turned into, and it was, Hand to hand, they were coming at us, and we were trying to stop them from coming at us. And it was almost like a medieval warfare. Are you? I think the word you're looking for here is riot, dude. I think the <laughs> word you're looking for was riot. And how were you ill prepared? Like, sorry, sorry that we asked you to do your job. And sorry that doing your job made you cry, you little bitch. Like, we yes. have to mock this. What it, 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 it really set me back. Like, it, that's like a cop who's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my. What in the Sam Hill? There's a bunch of angry people coming over here. We told them to stop and they don't want to stop. What? They're still trying. Yeah, that's how it goes, dude. That's how it goes. That's why you're supposed to be trained. You suck. Quit. Turn in your badge. I just want to ask him, what do you think your brethren in the DHS, you know, department was going through for damn near 40 nights in Portland, getting things launched at them, lasers put in their eyes every night, and they went out every night and did that their job. And you know what? They're not in here crying. Exactly. Exactly. It's like friggin' the cops who testified. It was like medieval. And then I was the only guy with a shield. And oh, so you had you had one bad day and you're crying about it. Great point, Gimlet. Freaking great point. Those poor sons of bitches in Portland. That like every night for like a hundred nights in a row. Yep. At one point, it was over a hundred nights in a row. I gotta mm -hmm. go to work, and then they're gonna. Well, what about the three-day siege in the White House when they had to take our president down to the bunker? There were sixty park police and like forty-five Secret Service hurt because they Not, had bricks thrown at them. And that was that was. Listen, I think I think the White House might have over-responded when they came out for that photo op. Yeah, that's not an insurrection. That was just yeah, that's not, that was just people was, letting their uh, displeasure be heard. It's absolutely well, but know, like to celebrate. Listen, I'm the first dude when when I watch an old World War II documentary mm -hmm. and I see some guy who's like in his 80s and he's like, I've never told this story before. But one of my best friends was this kid I met from Omaha and we were through basic training and then we went over to England and 
they let us go out a couple nights on the town. We both, you know, we kissed these uh, English girls and the, oh, life was grand. And then we went to Omaha Beach. And when the machine guns open, and then when a guy like that starts crying, when he starts talking about the the men he knew and people being cut down and torn in half and bullets, yeah. when people like that get emotional, and even they don't cry as much as these four little bitches from D.C. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that your fat ass got into a pushing contest for a couple hours and you're going to fold like a deck chair. Go F yourself. There's there's only three questions that need. When to be did your vagina get so big? When did the tits start? And have you tried my doll? <laughs> well, of the individual, I'm talking about the commission. There's yes. Three questions. Go for Who it. Who told the sergeant at arms, no, we're not calling in the National Guard? Yup. Um, let's see. How many confidential informants were there? Yup. <laughs> and what, um, what charges are the CIs a part of? Who are the CIs? Confidential informants for the FBI. It, it, oh. I'm telling you right now, the thing that the Democrats are trying to do is not working. Recent polling shows by a two to one margin, Americans would rather have things like Portland and the riots of last summer investigated than January 6th. Like nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> nobody except the mainstream media. Like I'm watching them breathlessly tweet out what the booby cops said. And I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> and now. Nancy Pelosi wants to put those lily-livered cupcakes, okay, in offices all over the country. She's opening a Capitol Police office in Florida and California. Well, this goes to uh, a, a bigger point that I was about to make, with, which is this whole, this, we're celebrating this weakness. And this, like, and, and they know it. And that's why Schiff was crying and that's why Kitzinger was crying. And that's why these cops were probably told, go ahead and cry. Get emotional. That's that, that it sells. It it sells. People love it. Like we can't listen. The rest of the world isn't going to be doing this. You guys, the rest of the world is going to be going, oh, they're crying. We should stop. Oh, we were going to attack you. But they asked for a, a big cry timeout. Like Simone Biles, we're doing it. We're doing it with these cops. We're doing it with the Olympics. Simone Biles, I can't. I'm tapping out for mental health. We should celebrate that. There's no way. The more I think about that, there's no way she tapped out for mental health. There's no way. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Like, like, and what was going to happen? What was going to, like, <laughs> what was at risk? Like, if seriously, she's been to the Olympics before, she's been under this pressure, here it comes again. And this time, now with like no one in the stands and less people there, the pressure's greater. And now that she's there, she knows she can't handle it, so she's gonna tap out. I'm like, okay, that's cool, tap out. But I'm not gonna, you're not my hero for tapping out. A hero would would actually like deal with it and conquer it. You're just like, okay, 
You can't. I don't think it's. And, and then like, so would she? Would she have snapped? Would she have? Like, I, I can't function in society because I had to tumble in a stadium with nobody in it. Like, I, I just don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I'm glad that other girl won. I'm glad that other girl won. Yeah, something. I know, but she got totally robbed because everybody's arguing about whether or not Simone Biles is a hero. She got <laughs> almost like she got so little coverage. Sunisha Lee. What's her name? Sunisa Lee. Sunisa. Sunisa yeah. Lee. Here, and I will say this, you guys. I've been, I've been, I've been uh, very public about not watching the Olympics and all that stuff. But here's what I dig about it. it, 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 it this is this is no this is no BS. And I, I I've said this before. I've said it on stage when I, you know around Olympic time doing stand up. Like I do love it when we have a gold medalist or a medalist get up there and they've got some wackadoodle name and they're from like, obviously it's like, I love it. Like when Asian Americans win, I love it when Mm -hmm. African American, I love it when any kind of like immigrant to this country wins a medal in the Olympics. I, I take that as a great sense of national pride. I really do. It's like it's like in your face, other countries. We got them. You, you missed out. You missed out. You could have had an awesome human being, but we got them in America. Like I love that. I really do. And I, but I don't feel like I'm missing anything by missing this Olympics, other than the the Megan Rapino of it all. And, I'm, and we're gonna <laughs> celebrate some girl for tapping out. Well, do you want to hear my sad Olympic story? Is it going to take us to commercial break? Let's oh, do yeah. it. So I'm sitting there yesterday and we met friends and we were at a sports bar and women's soccer was on. And I think we were, I forget who we were even playing at this point. Cause we've already like lost a couple times, but this, I guess yeah. is the quarter, the quarterfinals. I'm sitting there rooting for the other country. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ew, it's a purple haired girl. <laughs> like, Finland or whoever we were playing. That is, like, yeah. I'm literally rooting against the USA. And it sucks. It sucks, but it I'm does. right there with you. I'm right there with you. Okay, so here's what's going to happen, everybody. We're going to take a little break, and then it's What's on the Web with Paul, and immediately you flip over to Patreon, because we got so much more stuff to talk about. We got so much uh, more great stuff to talk about. I got to give you uh, thoughts on on uh loki we got to check in with gimlet and see how she did on uh loki we're going to talk about my appearance on the craig gutfeld show geraldo calling me a racist (laughs) and me being punched by jesse waters what you buried the lead (laughs) i will see you guys over there all right Tired of
tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Don't panic, America. Don't panic, friends across the globe. He's back. He w- he took a knee last week, but we got Paul back for another fantastic episode of What's on the Web with Paul. Paul, how are you doing? How d- how was your week off? Well, it was good. I had fun taking a knee and protesting the Olympics happening. <laughs> Is that what it was? Is yeah. that what it was? You were protesting the Olympics? Yes. That's great. You know what? I celebrate that. And I think, and you know what? I think you were be, you were very brave. You're very yes. brave. <laughs> I decided yes. to sit out the games and I'm going to sit out the next games. And I just <laughs> keep getting more and more popular for not participating. I think that's how it works now. I, I totally, you know what? I can't get over your bravery. The that's bravery right. that you have shown in turning your back on these. Okay. Um, I don't want to waste, I don't want to waste any time. That was, that was very funny. And you are very brave. Let's jump into it. Let's get into what's on the web with Paul. So Ghostbusters Afterlife, this is the latest trailer for the forthcoming film. This, this is the one that comes after there was a remake or an add on or a sequel back in 2016 or something that was an all female cast. Yeah. This one's different. This one features kids as what it would appear to be, kids would be the main cast. Paul Rudd's in it, and then they're bringing back some of the original cast of Ghostbusters. So this is coming out, and so far I think people are responding better to this one, but I wanted to hear what you thought about it. In particular, do you like the idea of them looking at the kids and making them front and center? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do I think uh, do I think that there's a, a movie with the original Ghostbusters who are now older and blah, 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 and they're the only ones that can solve the problem of demons and ghosts being with? Absolutely. I would still want to see a movie with Danny Aykroyd and Bill Murray. You bet. I just don't think it's it's not the same uh, that, you know, uh, what's his guy passed away so many years ago. I'm into this movie. I I really think uh, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a good one. I think they got the tone of it right. I like the reset. I like it's not in the city. It's out in the country. But there's a reason it's out in the country. And uh, it seems like they got it's from the trailer. From the trailer, it seems like they got it right. So they did also tease what we see 
I guess her name is it Annie Potts. Annie Potts is, was featured in the trailer. She yeah. was the the redhead secretary, but they also teased Dan Aykroyd right at the end, who's answering the phone. Yeah, that's what that's what kind of pulled it all together for me. At the very end of the trailer, you hear Dan Aykroyd, and uh, I, I don't I don't know. It was um, it's uh, Ivan Reitman's son directed it. So it seems like tonally and in, in terms of the pace and I was kind of missing the humor in the uh, in the trailer, but I think it's going to be there. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like I like what I'm seeing from the trailer. They're going to have to really uh, show me something else to turn me off of this one. But I'm I'm stoked. Am I am I going to be standing in line? Am I going to be like waiting to download it? it no. But I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm cautiously optimistic. So we'll see how that goes. People can check out more. They can obviously watch the trailer at the website, and then we can see. They can also see what you wrote about your thoughts on it at the website. So they can go there. Absolutely. So our next one we're going to is this is regarding Britain, but I would say it also is relevant to America too. Britain wants to monitor what you eat. Social credit coming to UK. This was a post that you wrote. It's published on theloftestparty.com. And it's about how the British, the UK-ish, whatever you want to call them, are now talking about, you know what, we need to monitor what you're eating because obesity and other health-related issues related to food are an issue for us. And they're talking about instituting some type of social credit, meaning if you eat bad food, you get negative scores and so on and so forth. And the social credit seems to be something that's gone around worldwide where it almost seems inevitable now where we keep losing more and more freedoms. What else did you want to say about that? Well, that one, it's, this is one of those ones where, and this is the Gimlet and I, and it it happens all the time on, on this podcast where we are either weeks ahead of it or months ahead of it. I don't know how far ahead of it this report is, but this is like a, uh, a, a red alert bells and whistles should be going off across America that they would even consider doing something like this. You, they want you to download this app so they can track what you're buying. And if you buy too many sweet stuffs, you know what? You're going to lose some points, but you're going to get points. Hey, look at you. You bought some broccoli. You got broccoli and green beans, so you're going to get some more points and enjoy some more luxury. No, 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 no. This stuff is going on. It's gone way farther than I ever thought it would go. And not only do we need to have a a solid defense against it, we have to go, like, on hardcore offense. Like, we have to, like... Be super loud about, no, this will not be happening. And in in a weird way, and I was thinking about this as a, as a piece for the Loftus Party, like the whole social credit thing is already going on here in the States. And I kind of hit on that in the, in the article. Like, listen, if you mention certain things on social media, you're kicked off. If you mention certain, certain things on YouTube, you're deplatformed, you're demonetized. There are there's a growing, growing list of things that are taboo to even discuss. And this whole social credit thing is coming. It's coming like a freight train and everybody needs to have a their head on a swivel about it and demand their freedoms. You mean like the 
Anti-Defamation League teaming up with all the big tech to now monitor everything you do with PayPal and to see if you uh, aren't buying the right things? Is that one of the things that yeah. you've seen as well? Holy smoke, dude. I didn't even know about that. But yes, it's it is uh it's it's deeply deeply disconcerting and and this it speaks to a much bigger problem we're going to go off on a on a tangent here but you you just reminded me of something that i wanted to uh, talk about on the on the cast with with gimlet with so not only can they monitor what you're eating and consuming and how you're spending your money then they can punish you for you, oh, you bought the wrong thing. You were a little bit, you know, to this, to that. You shouldn't have been doing this. Then with all that data, they can also create uh, shortages that don't exist. They can go, hey, we're looking at everybody's data, you know, and everybody was buying M&Ms. And you know what? They 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 sold so many M&Ms. Now there's an M&M shortage. There's a chocolate shortage. So you guys, uh, you're going to have to eat the crickets. Listen, crickets, we're going to give you. If you eat, if you buy a couple pounds of crickets and some cicadas this month, we're going to give you credit for chocolate when it becomes available again. It's just way too easy to manipulate the, the data to have self-fulfilling prophecies and all that crap. And I tell you what, man, the bugs are coming. Eat the bugs is coming. Yep, you're right. I'll keep this quick. But that's why I've been saying I don't care about all these rates of hospitalizations or infections about the Wuhan virus. The ruling class lies to us about everything else regarding that. I'm not going to listen to them on, you know, who has a higher fatality rates in which states because they'll just change it to make it mean what they want. So my argument yeah. isn't that Florida has a lower fatality rate. My My argument is... This is our liberty. You don't have any say to it. I'm not going to get into the data argument facts. We want it back. And that's where I would leave it. But don't want to get too far into that. Yeah. Time to move on to, to the next one. Back on July 2th, and I called it the tooth instead of the second because you don't call it, you know, it's fourth, fifth, sixth. So <laughs> July 2th. Anyway, back on July 2nd, lots of party in America first warehouse in Long Island for a bash. Big party. What did you think about that? Oh, did you see the video? I saw it. I thought it was a great video. Holy moly. I was that that was a great night. That was a super fun night. And if you for the people who weren't there, uh there we had an there was an awesome uh barbecue pit. The guy was cooking everything. There was booze, there was music. We did there was uh stand up. Uh, me and a couple of my friends did show Joe DeVito. You've seen him all the time on 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 Gutfeld. Michelle Fox, really funny. Then we did uh, karaoke, and there was dancing and fireworks. And what we tried to do is condense that all into a minute long video. And oh man, that thing came out great. And so we're oh we're talking about doing another one. We're talking about doing another one. Here's what I'm thinking. I might as well just like pop the the cherry on this one i'm thinking about doing like a super fun uh conservative palooza for lack of a better term or you know <laughs> i don't want to do like a right-wing comic-con but like i want to do a huge fiesta for people who lean to the right libertarians whatever just like who are creators people who are writing books people who are doing comics people who are 
uh, creating fashion, people who are any kind of like art, semi-artistic endeavor on the right. I want to have a ginormous uh, fiesta at the America First Warehouse. That that space is so much fun. I'd want to do something there every month. That might be too much, but at least I, like six six big ones a year, six big parties a year. And if this uh, if this like right wing palooza thing takes off, I'd. I just want that. I want there to be a fashion show. Like I want models wearing like uh, Loftus party T-shirts and I'll get Chad Prather to get involved. And whoever, if you're on the right and you're selling merch, I want a fashion show. So speaking of Palooza, speaking of Palooza, we could always hold it in Chicago where Lollapalooza is taking place. No mass required, of course. Um, Moving on. We've yeah. got the, it's it's a great video, by the way. So if people want to get a feel of how that July second went, go to thelossesparty.com and watch that video. It was fun. Yeah, they're just gonna get bigger. Total Labyrinth by Gordon, and the title might make you say, "Well, what's that all about?" Well, it's actually about Pan's Labyrinth, and it was a movie directed by Guillermo del Toro back in probably aught six or something like that. Doesn't really matter. Sometime in the aughts, it was it was uh, produced and and uh, debuted in theaters. And so he did a retrospective review on that. And the reason why it's called Total Labyrinth is he saw similarities between that and Total Recall, meaning that with both movies, you don't necessarily know what's real and what's actually being imagined or what's going on in the character's head. Ultimately, he liked the movie, thought it was a great work of fantasy. What do you think of Pan's Labyrinth? I, You know what? I need to go back and watch Pan's Labyrinth again, just because... When I saw, and it's too funny, and the spoiler alert, you guys, we're going to talk about the ending. Like, uh, I was texting with uh, with Gordon about it, and he's like, yeah, it was just such a downer when the hero, when the, you know, the girl dies at the end. And I'm like, whoa, no, dude. Like, it's funny. It's like you're a, a glass half empty, glass half full uh, type person. Because my takeaway from Pan's Labyrinth is, yeah, she wasn't going to be a human anymore. She was going to be queen of the elf fairy, you know, fantasy people that she had passed the ultimate test. But all that aside, I think it's an interesting comparison between Total Recall and Pan's Labyrinth. Yay, hooray. Pan's Labyrinth, though, and doesn't get the credit that it deserved for, I think, changing the game in terms of the way creatures are depicted. Guillermo del Toro doesn't get the credit he deserves for his artistic eye. Those creatures that he creates, those are all his. He doesn't hire outside people to to create those. Those are all his ideas. And man, when the girl goes into uh, the fantasy land and she's told you're going to see this sumptuous buffet. You're going to see all this food. Don't eat any of the food. And there's that creature there. There's that creature with the white slimy skin and no eyes. And it's just waiting. And it's just waiting. And then she eats a grape and then he puts his hands up on in front of his head and he's got his eyes on his hands. Dude, that was so just fantastic. Just and and just changed the game, changed the game. And if you want more proof of just how awesome he is as an artist, as well as a director, uh, Guillermo del Toro, he was supposed to direct 
uh, The Hobbit, parts one, two, and three, and that's a whole other side issue. But uh, he, had, he ended up doing, helping out uh, Peter Jackson. So you'll see, like, the orcs and the goblins and the creatures in Lord of the Rings. They look good. They look really good. However, if you watch The Hobbit, it's like everything got kicked up to another notch. Once once Guillermo del Toro gets involved, it just starts looking cooler. I got to watch Pan's Labyrinth again. I love that movie. Interesting movie. I have not seen it. Just the clips I've seen of it, though, kind of remind me of the, the 1980s movie Labyrinth. And that's the one that had Jennifer Connelly. Or I, I guess it's Jennifer Connelly in it. Anyway. Yeah. Don't want to get sidetracked. Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie. Well, I I kind of ruined the ending uh, for you. Sorry, guy. But yeah, you need to watch it as a as a as a storyteller and an author. You should definitely check it out. Good movie. Good review. And yeah. Let's get uh let's go on to the next one. We've got uh we uh everybody knows what a slip and slide is. We have a post up at the Loftus party called "All Hail the Mega Slip and Slide of Debt," and the summary of the, this is guy kind of created just. He put down some kind of plastic mat and they threw water on it. But instead of just sliding, he hooked it up to either a wave runner or a jet ski, whatever people want to call it, and put a tow line on the, the inner tube. And then the, the jet ski would take off with you in it and you'd hit a ramp and you'd go flying into the water. What do you think of that idea? I thought of here's the deal. And I, I don't know. I'm toying around with this idea in the back of my head. When you, the, the title of the thing was great. The mega slip of slide of death. I'm clicking on that. That's a great title for a video. The mega slip. So evidently this 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 YouTuber and his buddies had done this before and he got he really wiped out big time. So they decided to do it again. Now here's the the, the idea that I'm toying around. I'm toying around with the idea of uh, reviewing YouTube channels because I almost didn't post it. The idea of what this kid is doing is so strong. You know, to, to the idea of like hurling someone up this ramp and into a lake with a jet ski and a tow line, that idea is so strong. The lead up, though, this kid and his preamble and hey, it w- it it bugged me so bad I almost didn't post it. But if you scroll, if you go to about halfway in where they're actually doing it, like then it's worth it. But man, his little preamble Hey, it's your boy, ba ba ba. Here we are again. We had to do it, me and the gang. These guys are hanging out over here. They're hanging out over there. We had to make the mega slip a slide. And I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Just get to it. Get to it. Yeah. It's what I it's what I hate about uh magicians. And it is kind of a catch-22. Like this kid wants to be a big influencer. He wants his YouTube channel to take off. But it seems like he's not being genuine. He's not really being. It's like he's it's like this weird. Ever since I started paying attention to the Loftus Party YouTube channel, I've watched a lot more YouTube and it's like there's it's so cliche. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy. You got to smash that like button. Don't forget to bing. But it's like this 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 preamble that everybody does and it. They're all like like copycats of one another and that that kind of bums me out i mean like be creative be yourself I however did yeah i did with you slip did. and I slide scrolled. was great yep i scrolled through i just skipped ahead of all that stuff because i was like i'm not here to watch you talk about it i'm here to watch you you know to watch you actually exactly do it. 
it's what I hate about magicians. It really is. Like I'll give I'll give magicians a certain amount of like leeway because you got to set up the next trick and everything. But listen, stop talking like David Copperfield. A million years ago, when dinosaurs ruled the world, I was hired by David Copperfield. I don't think I've ever told this story. And I'm not going to have time to do the whole thing. Remind me. I'll have to do it another time. Uh, but Copperfield needed some comedy, some things to say as he was setting up his next uh, trick, his next illusion. And so I went to a bunch of Copperfield shows and it was I wanted to throw a chair. It was so annoying, like the lead up to these. And I guess you don't want to do too many tricks and yada, yada, yada. But sweet Lord in heaven, when I was a child, my father, who came to this country as an immigrant, my <laughs> father had saved. And I'm going fast, you guys. I'm going fast. My father had this car that he loved. So he spends like 20 minutes talking about his dad and this car because he's going to do a trick where he makes a car appear. So do the freaking trick. Just. <laughs> that's how i felt about that kid's slip and slide just yep. just go yeah yeah i don't know why he may he was successful though so maybe he knows something i don't but i'm with you dig it do we have time for any more we got one more we got one more then we'll bolt because then we got a uh, uh gimlet and i are going to regroup over at the patreon so gordon put up another funny one you're going to have to go to the website to see that because it's easier to read and understand than to talk about it so instead and that one's called COVID Neurosis Network. Read that. So instead, we'll talk about we need to make the Frida Cubana, which is a Cuban burger. Yes. Now, I, I'm i on this burger. Okay, so this is great. This is like our little YouTube segment. This is another guy, and I, he's very popular on YouTube. He's got a lot of followers and a lot of subscribers. Sam the Cooking Guy. He kind of irritates me. And I, whatever, but he cooks really good food. He makes this, it, it, he, the, the Frida Cubana, a Cuban burger. He takes ground beef, he takes chorizo, he takes a little bit of onion, and he makes this burger patty. Holy crap! Holy crap! Just that burger patty alone. Lots of cheese, and then it's got like he makes his own, uh, you know, onion straws, like the really thin onions, and they're crispy, dude. It, it, it's listen, if I'm posting a YouTube clip at theloftestparty.com, it's because the end product is worth it. Like, you can always skip forward, but like this dude's preambles, oh my lord, I, he, he, he's uh. He's a good cook. He's a good cook. I'm going to say that. I'm not going to get mean. There's no reason to get mean. He's a good cook. So just scroll scroll to the part where he starts cooking. But the preambles kill me. The preambles kill me. It's like a recipe book. You know, and 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 Gimlet and I have complained on here before about recipes. But like, listen, if you tell me you have the best recipe for apple cobbler, just put the freaking recipe up there. Always these preambles, man. When I was five years old, my great-grandmother would visit from St. Louis, and she would bring her apple cobbler. My great-grandmother grew up without apples. I give zero shits. 
how much sugar do I need? How much flour do I need? What a, what temperature am I preheating my oven to? These freaking preambles are killing me, guy. Yep, yep, I agree. Absolutely agree. <laughs> so, but it's a good burger. It's a good burger. You said the only thing you would add is a fried egg, but uh, um, yes. other than that, it was given a thumbs up by you. So people need to go check that out. And that pretty much wraps up what we have for this week. We okay. have a lot more at the website, obviously, but people are going to have to see it. There's a, there's a ton more. There's a ton more. Uh, and I would tell everybody, here's here's my quick little uh, rundown. Rand Paul, I got a video clip of Rand Paul talking about the masks and vaccines and data and being misled. Everybody needs to click on that and watch that. That's... Uh, pretty awesome and then uh the the other one that i just think is a lot of fun uh is this this swimwear company and it is it's just pure fun uh risque dukes which i just think is the coolest name that should be like a band the risque dukes but there's a swimwear company and uh they're having a blast with bikinis so that is what's on the web with paul Paul, I still think you're you're probably the bravest guy I know for taking a knee during taking these Olympics. Taking a knee? I'm going to be doing it next year. going to be doing it next Olympics, too. I'm a hero, man. <laughs> you are. You are. We need to get shirts, mate. All right. Have a great one. Everybody, Gimlet and I are going to head over to Patreon. We got tons more for you over there. We love you all so much, and we will talk to you soon.